The BBT Show. What do you call three guys in their 30s making a podcast? The Brandon Beef and Tom Show. Featuring Brandon. You want to get rich or die broke try. Beef. A date which will live in infamy. That's the Gettysburg Address, right? And Tom. You paid $40 for that? What's up, guys? It's B Squared Plus T coming at you from Tom's basement. Braden, you're back. I'm back all the <laughs> way from Nashville, Tennessee. And not only that, who's that calling in on the pineapple phone? That is Beef all the way here from Hawaii. How's everybody doing? Well, I'm doing good, man. How about you? Pretty good. Glad to have you back. Finally, uh, you know, we're on the same uh, episode again at the same time. Yep. yep. Reunited. Reunited. And it feels so good. Oh, yeah. The three amigos are back in action. So what's our main topic this week? Listening. <laughs> listening? <laughs> <laughs> listening. Yeah, listening. I'm even more twangy after visiting the South. Yeah. <laughs> Been on that sweet tay all week. If you thought Brandon sounded like a hillbilly before, you just wait. <laughs> I met real hillbillies. <laughs> I also had one of those, I was today's years old when I realized this moment. I realized why they call them hillbillies when I went to Tennessee. It's hilly. It's hilly. <laughs> yeah. It's a hole. Well, that makes sense. We got some hills in good old Park County here, but not like they do down there, huh? No, no. Yeah, Brandon went down there at a fancy resort. Did they have a concrete pond at the place he stayed they at? They had a concrete pond, an indoor concrete pond. Woo, doggy. Wow. <laughs> they even had one of them there, hot ponds. Really? Yeah. Is it a pond that you make hot when you have to go to the bathroom in there, or is it? Is it? No, it's already hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Heated Even pond. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's like the Beverly Hillbillies right there. Yeah, yeah, that's what we we're getting. At. Yeah, beef just got on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> speaking of slow, <laughs> it takes inside jokes a while to reach Hawaii and come back. So, <laughs> all right, no real updates on the show, right? You guys just want to dive right in? Let's get it. All right. So my question is. Do people actually listen these days? What do you mean actually listen? Like, when you're talking to someone, are they just, like, waiting for their chance to talk because they're, like, absorbed with themselves? Or do you think they're, like, actually analytically paying attention to what you're saying? I feel like it's been a long time since I had a long conversation with somebody where they were actually listening to me and not, like you said, just trying to say what they wanted to say or just glancing down at their phone constantly or whatever. You know what I mean? If you guys yeah. checked out last ep- or last week's episode... That's how I felt when I listened back to it and Thomas couldn't remember any of my answers. (laughs) (laughs) I had a new respect for game show hosts after that because I was trying to remember the rules that we were making up on the spot. (laughs) And also, (laughs) well, to be fair, Brandon was the next Jeopardy host. I guess not. And uh, there were a couple points where Brandon kept thinking and then he kept saying one thing then going to another so i was like which one did he land on <laughs> got to a point where i was like i don't know what he said let's move on <laughs> there was some dead space that got cut out <laughs> just a little bit yeah i feel like uh Beef, were you surprised that i came up with hank Aaron for your uh for your pick on the greatest baseball player ever oh yeah i i had no idea that you would get that especially throwing the stats out there and everything that you knew that I wouldn't was, have got uh, it without that's the pretty stats. outstanding. I wouldn't have got it without the stats because uh, <laughs> even once I was pretty sure I figured out who it was by the stats, I was like, I, "This is not what I thought Beef would say." I mean, but if we threw out his home run stats, you would have got it right away. But I didn't put a home was, run stat out there, and I was like, mm, "I'm pretty sure this is who this is." 
I was like, had to be someone to tit a lot of home runs. But mm-hmm. I was like, man, I don't want to look stupid either. Because my big thought was, man, I don't think Beef would say him. But but you did. Yep. And I thought, uh, well, I was going to be shocked if you didn't pick Pete Rose. So I'm glad you did pick him. Yeah, I I don't think I can say anybody but him. I forgot about Jeter, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, since... Uh... Since this week we're talking about listening, last week we kind of tested our listening skills a little bit. Mm-hmm. Beef and Brandon played a game where they tried to figure out who knew each other better by answering questions. And not to not to dwell on last week's episode too much, but Brandon, it was. But Brandon's a better listener. <laughs> Brandon's a better friend. That's what we learned. <laughs> you, you beat me last uh, week. I'll give you that. Well, like talking about listening, we've we've listened to Beef talk about baseball a lot over the years. I don't know if I've ever heard him say that he thought Hank Aaron was the greatest ball player ever. Have you? Never. So that's why it was such an it was impressive that you got that answer correct. I guess I don't <laughs> would have got without the stats because my mind wouldn't have even went to Hank Aaron. Like, yeah, based on what we've heard Beef talk about in the past. Well, it's funny because the whole basis of the show is part of the the gimmick of the show is that we've known each other forever and we all remember stupid things the other one's done or said in the past, right? And that's mm-hmm. because it. Maybe we weren't actually listening, but we were at least paying attention to one another to a degree that we're able to remember what we did or said all these years later. I mean, Tom makes it easy. You don't even have to really pay that much attention because <laughs> he's doing something dumb pretty much every minute of every day. <laughs> you just have to look up every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> just being in his presence. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we could do the, play this game with a million things. Was it better before smartphones? But do you feel like... <laughs> I'm watching Brandon try to catch a fly in this room, and it's like Master Miyagi <laughs> with the chopsticks. Um, <laughs> do you guys think that it was easier to have like deep conversations, not even deep conversations, but actual conversations with people before smartphones were such a common thing and people had them out all the time? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got the smartphones, you got all the apps on there, and they get all these notifications on them, and phone starts vibrating even if they have it on vibrate and they're looking down at it as you're trying to have a conversation with them so you know definitely harder to have a conversation now brandon you you're a server at a Mm. relatively nice seafood restaurant how often do people come in and just look at their phones the entire time and not even interact (laughs) with each other (laughs) there are times where i want to take people's phones away from them throw them across the room it happens like all throughout the build they'll sit down and they don't realize that there's like a time scheme to like, you know, a, a pace mill and the service that you receive. You know, ideally, I greet you within one minute. I try to capture your drink order within three, have drinks at your table in four minutes, and then, you know, so on and so on. And that plays into like how long, you know, till the next table set and all that and how long you get your food. And But so many people now sit down and it's getting even worse because of all the things you can do on your phone now. At, Ten years ago, you pretty much sent text messages. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, you can play a play full snake. online <laughs> video game. So people are so intrigued in their phone that they sit down, and most of the time they haven't even thought about the fact they're in a restaurant until I get to the table. Be like, yeah. yeah. You know, are you trying you to take their order like, sometimes, and they're looking down at their phones and can't? Well, yeah, you get to the table, and you're like, oh, hey, how are we doing today, guys? And they're like, they're on their phone, and half the time they take like four more sections to like get done what they're doing. And then they look up at you and they're like, what'd you say? Well, then they got <laughs> to uh, document it on Instagram or their, their story or something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So then, you know, you get their drinks and you come back and 
they'll be like, okay, we'll be, we'll be ready when you get back. And then they like still are on their phone. They haven't even looked at the menu. Hmm. And then they want you to stand there while they like figure out what they're doing. <laughs> so that's not awkward at yeah. all, is it? And but then you got three more like, tables. Yeah, and then like the big thing is <laughs> people that don't even talk to each other while they're out to eat. They just literally sit there and play on their phone together. Well, that's it. That's exactly what I was like wondering when I asked you that. There's been a, as Brandon likes to make fun of, my wife and I don't go out to eat together very often. <laughs> but when I do, I see people and they're sitting on their phones the whole time. And I, I know we don't want to make this whole so, episode like so bashing Thomas, smartphones. Thomas, to to go back to this because we always like to make fun of Thomas for being a tight ass. Thomas recently had his ninth wedding anniversary. <laughs> Took his wife out on a nice date for their ninth anniversary. Where did you guys go, Tomcat? You mean on our actual wedding anniversary? Yeah, wedding anniversary date. Well, on the, the date, date, date of our wedding anniversary, we didn't go anywhere. We had the kids, so we got pizza and brought it home. <laughs> oh, but you did go on. Yeah, that weekend we went out. Uh, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh. Very fancy establishment. Lady Prego had a fancy for Buffalo. I don't know why. I don't know how many times I've suggested that to her in the past. She's always shot at dad, but she's like, hey, let's go to B-dubs. And I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. A man's dream. With the mix of hormones and chemicals and God knows what going on. Buffalo sauce. What was that? that? (laughs) (laughs) That's the uh, tool man there. Oh, (laughs) that's supposed to be Tim. That was Tim the tool man? (laughs) That that was. (laughs) I think it was more like, (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh. I, no, I can't do it right now either. I shouldn't even try. That sounded more like a... We were closer than before. <laughs> someone burning a calf. Over the phone. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to... Let's make a different segue from burning a calf to my pregnant wife. But <laughs> Basically, when your pregnant wife says something sounds good, you take it and run. So that's why we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. And when we went there, so it was a good thing that we couldn't see the other tables. It always like grinds my gears. <laughs> that people will go out like you said they don't even talk to each other they're just on their phones their whole time it's like why are you in a restaurant if you're not even going to talk to the other person and listen if you don't want to like look at your significant other and pretend they don't exist fine but it's a lot cheaper and easier to stay home and like get takeout you know what i mean this episode isn't supposed to be like uh how smartphones have ruined our society i feel like i have a tendency to turn every episode into that but it's like it's listening and i feel like smartphones have greatly diminished people's the average person's ability to actually listen and participate in a conversation the worst part about like the whole cell phone thing and being a restaurant worker is when you come to the table and you've got a plate hot food is like the big thing at most restaurants so you know hot food goes in order to ensure hot food goes to the table we make sure that the food is served on a hot plate (laughs) and sometimes i mean if if a server was to hand you a plate and you're not a server, you're not going to be able to hold it. Like your fingers just get used to it. Mm. But some of them are like really hot for me. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many times, like I'll pick something up and I know I've got like four and a half seconds. So I have to drop this bad boy. And like the people won't move their hands and they're on their phone. And it's like, all right, this plate's really hot. And they like continue to do it. They're on their phone. Like, <laughs> hot plate coming in. <laughs> like, <"Hot> plate." <laughs> and, <laughs> And like a couple of times I've kind of lost my cool. Like, this is a really hot plate. <laughs> then you're like waving your fingers in the air. Yeah. Like Take it away and I don't have any fingerprints and it's a really good time to rob a bank. But It's funny. Well, it's not funny, but um, I was talking to one of my wife's family friends recently. He's a farmer 
he he loves to have like young people come in and help him over the summer. He likes to like get to know them and teach them about different things, you know. And he says that like these smartphones have basically ruined these kids' brains. That at this point now they've had them ever since they were itty bitty. And he said that, like, they don't follow directions at all. And he's like, you're around big animals and farm equipment. He's like, if you don't listen to me at least a little bit, you're going to get yourself killed. You know what I mean? We had a guy that uh, used to be reading on his phone while he was using the weed eater. As he's walking around (laughs) with the weed eater, he'd be reading on his phone. How do you even do that? Did he have, like, no uh, idea? Like a metal detector setup where he had like a display <laughs> kind of clamped onto the <laughs> weed eater shaft. No, I saw uh, I saw a guy um, texting while riding his motorcycle just earlier this week. <laughs> it's like, well, that's I haven't had my motorcycle out in a while. <laughs> Brandon's like, oh, I do that all the time. No. Uh, so I just, when we talk about like listening to smartphones, I feel like the average person just kind of half-asses a conversation, right? They're just constantly looking at their phone being like, uh-huh. Uh huh. My mom is bad about it at like going out to eat and she's on her phone. She does the typical like old lady, like the index <laughs> finger. You, if you could see me right now, you'd see me doing it like the one finger scroll up. It's like overemphasized. They like start like off the screen and they go all the way up the screen. <laughs> like you're spray painting something yeah, over both nuts. edges. Yeah. Mom, put your phone away. Oh, it's it's kind of hard to, uh, for the brain to focus on two different things. If you're on the phone and trying to listen to somebody and then try to respond back to them, I I don't know. Most people's brains probably can't handle that. What I've do you guys ever do this? If I'm talking to somebody and they get out their phone, I I try not to be a dick about it, but I just stop. If they're like if they're not looking at me, if they're looking at their phone, I just stop talking. Mm-hmm. And half the time they don't even realize that I stopped talking. They just kind of keep nodding, <laughs> which maybe that says more about <laughs> they, me than they them. don't even notice. <laughs> yeah. For me, actually having my phone can enhance my listening abilities because it allows me to access information uh, really quickly. For instance, if you you know I'm talking to Beef about something to do with grass, which I don't know near as much about as he does. And, you know, he uses a technical term that I don't know what it is without, you know, having to ask him what that is. I can type that into Google real quick and then I know. Yeah, but it seems like you're pretty good about doing whatever it is you want to do and then putting the phone back in your pocket, right? Yeah. And I mean, there's a difference in like using it as a tool for yeah. that. And, like, <laughs> but you, know, you may not want to do that to somebody you just met because they might think it's rude also. Yeah, absolutely. The The thing that I notice for me the most is like you'll talk to somebody and like they seem like they're paying attention and listening, but you can tell they're like the whole time they're thinking about what am I going to say when he <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so ready for them to stop talking so that I can say what I want to say. They kind of run over you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, so like there's so many podcasts out there right now, <laughs> including this one. No, but there's so many podcasts and shows out there where you see the host of the show. They ask a question. And then when the person is responding, you see the host like tapping away on their laptop or like they're like, they mute their mic and they ask their assistant something and then they look off camera and then they nod and then they get back and they just go right to the next question with the, with the guest. You know what I mean? It's like, they're not even listening to what this person's saying. <laughs> it's like all just theater at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon, weren't you uh, just watching a UFC event that uh, the announcers and commentators, uh, had a little issue with each other. Yeah, it's it's something I've been noticing a little bit is, uh, you know, they're bringing in the ESPN guys. I won't mention mm-hmm. any names. 
Well, go ahead and mention it because it was in last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about it last week. You might not say it this time. <laughs> One of the guys. <laughs> I just feel like some of these guys that are, you know, and, and a lot of them are really good, you know, at what they do. But mm-hmm. uh, like they had Max Kellerman on there the other night. They've had Stephen A. on in the past. And, like, these guys don't have a ton of, like, MMA knowledge. You're talking yeah. about to cover MMA fights specifically, right? Yeah. And they're really good sportscasters sports analysts however their area of expertise is obviously not mma mm-hmm. and then they keep pairing them with a person who knows a ton about mma and it's like completely obvious that they're talking to talk because it's the job they've been given but they don't have enough knowledge to like actually give useful right. commentary on what they've seen because they, they don't didn't have know the expertise there yep so then yeah. the person who does have the expertise is like completely annoyed with them. And you can tell like by the look <laughs> on their face, like, I wish he would shut the hell up because he doesn't know what he's talking about. And then as like a fan who's been a fan for a long time and, and understands what's going on, it's like, I just shut it off. And normally I love to listen to the like post shows and hear, you know, Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier and these guys talk about it and joe rogan's like an actual mma fighter too right i mean uh, in case anybody listening to this doesn't know he's he's done it for years he he doesn't fight mma but he is a jujitsu practitioner right and uh he did compete in martial arts back in the day um he has one of the nastiest spinning back kicks that you'll ever see yeah i've i've watched videos of him kicking a bag it's like it's pretty crazy (laughs) yeah I just wanted to make sure we mentioned that in case somebody was listening to this and they thought Joe Rogan, they just knew Joe Rogan was a podcaster. They didn't know that he actually, like a, a huge part of his life is MMA. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so he would I, be I qualified to commentate on it. Absolutely. Joe Rogan is more martial arts than he is anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did Jet, or not Jackass. Why did I say that? <laughs> he did Fear Factor <laughs> and uh, has a podcast and all that. But like, I think what really put Joe Rogan on the map is you know, his color commentating in the UFC. And the reason why he's so good at that is because he also practices jujitsu and, and mm-hmm. rolls regularly and understands what's happening. And, and that, he's a great listener. I've, I've heard him recall stories on a lot of different things before in the past. And like, even though he's an expert on the matter, like he's, he's willing to like learn something new and not like pretend like he's like the, the know-it-all. Yeah. And yeah. some of these guys that they've been having on lately are kind of known for being know-it-alls. And then they hack, you know, they're talking with a person who does actually have a large uh, amount of knowledge on this and you can tell that it's just like painful for them to talk and as a uh, as a fan, it's painful for me to listen to. I would much rather hear Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier and Chell Sonnen and these guys that have been in fights or rolled and know what's going on and can explain what it's like to be in these positions than Stephen A. Smith, who, who doesn't. Yeah. It's funny that you talk about, you can tell by the look on the guys, the actual expert's face when he has to listen to people who don't know anything, kind of bloviate about it. Um, <laughs> my, uh, our, my pastor told a story once about how he had just, I think, watched a documentary on airplanes or flight or something like that, aviation and he was so excited about it. And he was talking to one of his dad's friends about it, just going on and on. He's like, now you see the thing about this was blah, blah, blah. And it was interesting because blah, blah, blah. And after like two hours, his dad just kind of smiled and looked at the guy and said, why don't you tell him what you do for a living? He's like, 
well, I'm a commercial jet airline pilot now, but I used to be a fighter pilot. <laughs> He's like, why did you tell me? <laughs> it's like, if somebody's going on and on, they really don't know what they're talking about. It's funny because if somebody who does know what they're talking about, the best thing they can do is just kind of sit there and nod and just kind of wait to like drop the anvil on their head. You know? <laughs> I found myself in that position one time, not because I was talking about something I didn't know about, but had some student loan money come through that was a little bit extra. And uh, I decided that I was going to purchase some things for my uh, bow and arrow. And I was at the bow shop and uh, I was buying this and buying that and buying this and getting my money out. And uh, the guy that owned the shop, he said, Bernie, said, uh, get a little extra money here recently. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, my student loan refund <laughs> came back. And I was like, I decided that I'd get me some arrows. And, uh, he looked at the guy sitting on the stool across from me, and he was like, tell him what you do for a living. And this guy was like the the head of student loans for Indiana or something like that. I don't remember exactly like what he was. And I had that oh shit look on my face. And he was like, how are you going to explain this, Brandon? He was like, you ain't never getting no student loans anymore. And I was like, I thought. And I was like, well, most of the time I can be pretty quick. And I know that it says that you can you know, use student loans to like, put food on your table or for a vehicle or something like that. And I was like, well, I figured, you know, I could go to Kroger with this $300 and I could buy $300 worth of steak, you know, that runs out. Or I could spend this $300 on my bow that could put food on my table for the next five years that I'm in college. And the guy's like, that was pretty good. He was <laughs> signing this kid up for some more money. But that, that was one of those moments where I found myself when I was like, like he totally did that anvil drop thing on me. And I was like, oh, shit. Your answer there is probably like this guy's like this this kid needs to get into political science. He's got politicians written all over him. <laughs> spending money and, and justifying it. Uh so what do you what do you guys do? Um Brandon, you talked about somebody who's a know it all, and it's funny because the know it alls you mentioned people who just kind of nod absent mindedly and uh they're just kind of waiting until they hear a gap to where they can just say what they want to say. They don't really care what you say. What do you do when you're talking to somebody? And it's, it's no matter what the topic is, they know more than everybody else. What, it's hard to have an actual conversation with them. So what do you do? For me, I, I get uninterested if like the person doesn't want to like have a dialogue and they don't, you know, care what I have to say. And they just want to tell me 73 stories. And, you know, if, if they're interesting, I'll listen for a while. And then if not, I'll just be like, okay, we'll talk to you later. The big one is when I feel like I actually know something about something and the other person clearly does not. And they try to impress me with their knowledge of whatever it is. And I feel like those UFC guys. <laughs> and it's like, like you clearly don't know what you're talking about. You're just trying to like present yourself like you do. And it's painful for me to listen to. And I want to just tell them like, like, just stop. Like. <laughs> what I do <laughs> is uh, I try to, like, have actual conversations with people. But if it's obvious that somebody's just going on and on and on and on, I kind of, like, go into autopilot mode myself where I just kind of turn my brain off. I start thinking about something else. I try not to be rude, but I just kind of, like, mm-hmm and nod because you realize you're not going to get anywhere with this person, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, you might as well just <clears throat> write it out. <laughs> <laughs> let them finish let them think that they taught you a hundred things and then just move on with your life <laughs> i don't know beef what do you do in a situation like that mm -hmm. well i mean i you know kind of like you tom i just keep you know going along with it i don't want to 
come off as you know like i'm not listening but um you know i'm just trying to be keep my composure and stay nice and you know let it ride out i guess (laughs) i've got something i want to ask beef here talking about listening and talking about people who go on and on and on like i think we're all three probably pretty good listeners not to like pat ourselves on the back and say how great we are but it's like we've all got our faults but i feel like we're all pretty good listening but beef like i can remember several times where beef came over at my house to play halo when i was in college and i was a commuter and i lived at home and like my dad would just go on and on and on about stuff late into the night and beef would just very politely stand there usually while eating pastries that my mom made (laughs) and he'd be like "Mm -hmm." yeah and then he seemed like genuinely interested and like my dad was talking about bagpipes or the Beatles or something <laughs> and in great, great detail. So beef, do you like, are you genuinely interested? Cause you seem like somebody who's genuinely or generally curious and willing to learn and talk to people. Are you mm-hmm. genuinely interested most of the time? Or are you just being polite most of the time and kind of going with the flow? No, I'm, I'm mostly genuine, genuinely interested most of the time. I mean, a lot of different things interest me and, you know, people's perspectives of, you know, different things definitely i enjoy listening to so what about you guys if i feel like the person talking actually knows what they're talking about and they're not just blowing smoke up my ass to talk (laughs) then then i'll be interested even if it's something that i don't necessarily care about like i can find some way to be interested in it for for instance like if beef was going to tell me about like you know the business of running a a longscape company it's not something that i you know technically i'm interested in but um i have a farming background and i you know work in a restaurant and understand like the business aspects Mm -hmm. of it so like it would be interesting to hear you know like how often they change like the blades on the mower and what that cost and what the overhead is and fuel and how often they go through tires and you know how long do the hydraulic pumps last on a mower so like even though maybe i don't necessarily am interested in exactly what that person's talking about nine times out of ten like i can find something about it that's interesting for me some kind of connection yeah it's kind of like going back when you met the bullet you know when you're at the fairgrounds and you weren't really interested at first but then you went over there and you're like oh this is pretty cool you know and then you talk to them and got into the technical aspects of things and you're really and by the bullet, you mean the the human cannonball, not when Brandon got shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just I think that's one of the reasons I don't I've heard people talk about how Brandon tells funny stories and how people seem to like talking to beef. And I think part of the reason people like talking beef's not gonna pat himself on the back, so I will for a second. I feel like he's usually a pretty good listener and a pretty good sport. Like no matter what anybody wants to talk about, beef seems to be willing to go with it. He doesn't usually try to change the subject. But Brandon, one thing you mentioned was that like, it's not only good to be a good listener and it's not only easy to stand out nowadays when everybody's distracted all the time, but like there are times when for your job, you don't, you you don't have to listen just to kind of like follow along and make it go better. It's like, it, it's a huge benefit to actually listen to people and in your professional environment. Right. I think in all professional environments, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the, the, environment that i have right now uh it's beneficial to me to to have conversations with people and and remember what they said you know i might wait on a table today i've waited on people and they've come back seven years later and they'll be like you remember me 
and like I look at them and I have no idea. And I'm like, man, I, I'm <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't remember you. And they'll be like, well, we talked about um, that one time that we went to St. Louis and we went to the Budweiser brewery and this happened and you told us a story about when you went and then I remember and hmm. like and then I'll remember the whole conversation and hmm. like so listening is very important for me because I think that happens a lot you know and not just in my job there's a lot of times where um, it helps me to build relationships with people who maybe I don't see all the time or, or professionally I've been able to walk up to people and have a conversation because I heard them speak somewhere and I remember they said this and, you know, maybe this guy was in the FFA and I heard that and I use that as like a leg into a conversation with them and be like, you know, hey, my name's so-and-so and, you know, I was also in the FFA. I found that interesting because we have that in common. And you can lose use listening as a chance to get yourself into a conversation with someone who maybe, you know, in other chances wouldn't be interested in talking to you, but by you showing that you were listening actively to what they had to say you can buy yourself into like an opportunity basically because you know they realized that you were taking stock on what they said you were actually listening yeah yeah not just <laughs> nodding along mm-hmm. yeah what do you think tom yeah well you talk about like professional um i don't have to go through my whole resume here but some of my past careers include uh teaching journalism or sports writer it support and now IT sales and all four of those, it's like, you better be able to listen. <laughs> uh, and like sports writing, when you interview people, if you're not listening and paying attention, you're not, you don't, you have nothing. It's like, well, unless you could just like blow hot air, like the people on ESPN, do. <laughs> but, but nobody that your editor is not going to like that. And IT support. I found that half the time, even if I couldn't solve the problem, which was more than half the time, <laughs> like, <laughs> if, uh, if somebody had an issue and I was like, Hey, I'm sorry, I'll be working on this. I can't fix it today. But like, I know that it's frustrating because, and then if you just say like, I listened to what you told me early on and I understand why you're frustrated, like that'll like buy you a lot of good grace (laughs) trying to help somebody. Because I think so many people complain about their it people. And it's, I think what happens is blah, blah, blah says, or blah, blah, blah. (laughs) The, the user, the employee says like, Hey, I can't print. And the last time this happened, blah, 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 blah. And then the IT support guy says he listens to what they have to say, but in his mind, he's already kind of translated that into a technical backend side. And so he spits back out like, well, it's probably blah, 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 blah. And so the person, the employee is frustrated because they feel like nobody's listening to them. And so if you can just say like, listen, uh, I may not know exactly what it is yet, but I, I think I understand what, you're, what it is you're saying. And they feel like, oh, he actually listened to me. Then that's it. You're pretty much golden and, and you still have to fix the problem, obviously, but it's a much more relaxed environment. And then obviously in sales, like there are salespeople who don't listen, but like, I think the vast majority of salespeople will tell you like, you have to pay attention and you have to keep asking questions and you have to keep digging because like, eventually you're going to dig up like an opportunity. Like you said, if I come to buy a car from you and you're like, Brandon, what are you looking for? And you're like, well, I like to go fast (laughs) and you know, I like bright colors and I like a vehicle that sounds a certain way. And, um, it's important to me to have, you know, um, good features on the inside for comfort. And you take me over and you show me a Honda minivan (laughs) and I'm going to be like, 
Okay, this guy just brought me over because this is an expensive vehicle. He didn't listen to anything I said. He just wants to sell me a car. It's not a bright collar. It doesn't have a good sound. It doesn't go fast. I mean, I think it's very important to pay attention in that role because you're not going to know what to sell if you weren't listening. Yeah, and a lot of times the person has agreed to speak with me, but they're going to play their cards close to the chest, and they're not going to come out and tell me what it is they need. They're just being polite for whatever reason, and um, it all I have it just sometimes all it takes is like one offhanded comment before you know it. They're talking to me about something that's actually a big issue for them that they didn't really they they didn't know it was a big issue or they didn't really plan on talking to me about it. So like, but beef, you mentioned too, like before we started recording that you feel like it's important for you to be a good listener, but I think it was like on a much more practical note, right? Yeah, and about thinking about, I've been thinking about it some more too. And you know, with meeting with the customers, you know, they have issues with their lawns. Maybe they think they have insect issues or not getting enough nutrients or water or whatnot. So I need to listen to them and their problems, so I can then analyze their lawns and the plants there and make sure that we come up with a good, good plan. You know, to get their lawns back on track and nice again and you wouldn't be able to do that if you weren't paying attention it's yeah funny if when i wasn't paying it. attention yeah exactly it's funny when you say analyze their lawns i know that there's like actual science that goes into it it just sounds kind of funny to be like let me look at your grass and think about it but like <laughs> there's been times where there's we're like the damn grass won't grow in my yard and it's like i don't know what's going on here. It's like, i need beef to to pull off his grass analysis <laughs> you know we didn't really talk about talking about this but almost rolling this into just a communication topic like if you are talking to someone you should be honest in like what you're saying too because if like you're talking to me i am a good listener (laughs) and i can like replay shit in my head pretty easily you know if you tell me something and then turn around and tell me something else next week like i'll I'll realize that you did that (laughs) like what do you guys think about the person that you talk to that's an that's probably an expert in an area um i'm trying to think of like so i feel like i know quite a bit about the restaurant industry if i was going to have a conversation with another person um and i was to say you know uh use like all the jargon and stuff you know um well we were 86 this 86 means that you're out of something And, and to basically just talk like in a manner that like only someone on the inside would understand and they're like using those words and stuff to like try to make you feel like inferior. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, mm-hmm. like a pilot, you know, could say, you know, well, the drag on the wings and all that. I'm sure there's a terminology for that. And like they can use that. Doctors die. I freaking hate talking mm. to doctors sometimes because <laughs> they'll be like, they'll use this big terminology and then they'll be like, well, that means high blood pressure. Why the hell didn't you say so? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Smarty Pants, we know that you went to medical Yeah, I see your like, diploma right there on yeah, the wall. You, you don't have to impress face. me. Like, You're wearing a white coat. <laughs> and I, I see your like stethoscope. They do that a lot. They'll, I mean, they'll like tell you something, and you're sitting there with like the glassed over look, and then they're like, oh, what? You know. <laughs> and it's just like, just talk to, like, I'm not an expert, and you don't have to, like. Remind me that I'm not. <laughs> yeah, present yourself as an expert for me to find you more interesting. I, I honestly find you more interesting if you talk on my level about it because then it makes sense to me instead of you, you know, projecting yourself as an expert. It's like, go ahead and feel free to dumb it down. Yeah. Use normal. You guys agree. Oh yeah. There's, well, people are always like, 
on my IT side, people are always like, Hey, you're using these technical terms. I know nothing about. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Like, I don't, I don't mean to do it on purpose. I'm just so used to mm-hmm. talking in that way. But yeah, there are definitely times people do it. And it's like, I feel like doctors sometimes do it because they're like, they don't want you to ask questions. They're like, I got four other patients to see right now. And I'm going to try to like scare you into submission. So you just pop these pills and I can move on with my life. <laughs> and then there are definitely these other guys who like, like to use the jargon because it's like, you know, it's there. I don't know. I think it makes them feel superior sometimes, even if it's somebody who works at like a sewage waste treatment plant. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I may work with shit, but I know a bunch of fancy words. <laughs> it's like okay. I know a bunch of shit about it. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> Brandon, you mentioned something that Beef and I were talking about. We're pretty sure it's a Seinfeld episode, but maybe not exactly a Seinfeld episode. When it comes to listening, uh, <laughs> and somebody uh, kind of they were they were listening to you, but they didn't they forgot that you were part of that conversation. What what exactly happened with that? I know a person <laughs> who, on more than probably ten occasions, <laughs> I have told them a story about something that had happened to me. And it's it's been all different kinds of you know times. It, one time it was a traffic stop. One time it was about something I did while being intoxicated at a concert. One time, I mean it's 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 just been a bunch of different things that have happened. However, I have told them a story, and like a year or two years down the road, they've either told my story to someone in front of me as their story like it happened to them or they retold it to me and <laughs> pretend like it happened to them and I was just like <laughs> like the whole time I was like are you freaking serious right now? Like, and and I want to be like I mean like every story has a punchline like the the point of the story and, and every time I just want to be like well did this happen <laughs> like to like see if they like remember that they like stole my story yeah <laughs> It's funny that, <laughs> and you know they do that with like everybody they talk to. That is, regurg- they probably don't have anything interesting that actually happens to them, so they just regurgitate shit they hear all day long. Yeah, <laughs> beef when Brandon tells me. Yeah, this. I guess they're a good listener. Yeah, to a point. Yeah, but they I don't mean, realize that you were there. They don't realize <laughs> that I was there, but they don't remember who told the story first. But I mean, they. That's the crazy thing is they're always like spot on with the story. <laughs> it's always just how it happened. It's just like. Other than the fact that they weren't there and I was. Yeah. <laughs> Beef, that seems like it could be a Seinfeld episode, right? Like where one of George's friends or coworkers stole their story to impress the girl. And I can just like imagine George in the back and be like, that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a genuine Costanza moment. Or yeah, either uh, George or Kramer. Yeah, I was say, didn't, Kramer, didn't Kramer like license out his life story <laughs> <laughs> at one point? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So me personally, I think people don't listen, and I think it's easy to stand out as a good listener because so many people can't do it. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I work with people all day long, uh, wait tables, so I talk to you know sometimes 150 people in a night, and I can't tell you how many times I walk up to a table and I'll be like, "Hey, how's all, how's y'all's food doing? Is it good?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's really good," and you know, like make small talk with them, and I'll be like, "All right, I'll be right back with a basket of bread and some more tea for you." And they were like, no shit. As soon as I stopped, they were like, okay, uh, can we get some more bread and maybe some more drinks? And it's like, yeah, yeah, you can, you can have some more bread. <laughs> it's like we're living in like a funny horror movie sometimes, isn't it? I feel like sometimes when I talk to people out in the world, 
or I watch them interact with people. I feel like I'm out there with a bunch of zombies, like a bunch of brain dead automatons just going about their business. Didn't you say brain in that? I always want to answer them back and be like, okay, well, I'll be back with some some, bre- <laughs> some bread and a drink. <laughs> like, I just want to do it back to them. Like, Did, Didn't you say also that you'll come in with like a very hot plate and you'll be like, uh, watch out, guys, this plate's hot. And then they'll still be texting on their phones. Oh, yeah, keep their phone there and you're like, hey, this plate's hot. And they're like, okay. And then like, they keep their hands I mean, in the way. You got a freaking place to set Burning his fingerprints. Yeah, as as my fingers literally melting away, and then you're like, "All right, well, I'm gonna have to shut this down." Hot plate. <laughs> you want to set it right on top of their freaking hands? Like, you need to carry like a, a megaphone on a holster. So you need to be like, "We got a hot plate." Hot plate. I said a hot plate. <laughs> I think uh, that's probably a good way to wrap it up. Kind of reiterates the feeling that. There are still good listeners out there, and it's possible to have a good conversation. But man, it feels like an uphill battle most of the time, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's always nice to like talk to someone too that you can tell is like actually actively listening to you. And yeah, it's it's a refreshing, pleasant surprise, isn't it? Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll even like if you tell me something. Sometimes I'll even be like, "Well, you know, you made this point to like let the person know that I'm actually listening and paying attention to what they say, so that they know that I actually care about what they're talking about, not just." waiting for my turn to talk and the interesting thing too is if you're like me and you don't necessarily lead an exciting life if you talk to somebody who does something interesting it gives you conversation points for the next time you talk to somebody (laughs) and you have something interesting to add (laughs) so you can steal someone's story like it happens no No, i I don't steal their story and second of all if i was going to do that i hope i would at least be have the whereabouts to to know that this person is the story i stole it from (laughs) uh it's like it gives you something interesting to talk about even if it's somebody else but yeah that's that's how i feel about listening beef do you have anything you want to say to kind of wrap us up here no i think uh that wraps it up all right well now uh we got that out of the way let's move into our segments and now that's horse crap with beef well over the weekend uh went to gamestop and picking up a Nintendo Switch and I noticed the online price was different than the in-store price. This, oh, has Jesus, that ever Beef, is this the same story as the Costco story? Where yeah, you already did this. You went to get a TV and it was a different price and Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it happened again. Is it the same thing? <laughs> Alright, so long story short, Beef was bad about yeah. an online price not matching an in-store price. Super interesting stuff here. Does anybody have an actual... I have a story. Uh-oh. I have a story that was a bunch of horse crap. Does it relate oh. to your recent venture? It does. Okay. So, <laughs> several weeks ago, we get tickets to go to Nashville, Tennessee, where I've never been before, which I thought was like going to Sturgis. <laughs> I thought it was like this small-ass town, which makes me look like an idiot. <laughs> Sort of <laughs> had like a strip of bars that played country music, and I, I did not realize that it was like going to Chicago. So we'll get to that part in a minute. So <laughs> we spend money for the tickets. We, you know, pay several hundred dollars for a hotel room in Nashville, and drive down there, spend a couple hundred dollars in gas there and back. Well, first we get to the hotel. We go to check in, and they're like, well, we're sorry, but uh, we sold 150 rooms tonight, and they're not ready. And I was like, okay, well, you knew you sold 150 rooms, so why would you not have more people on to work? 
Like, well, it's Garth Brooks. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Like, it was Garth Brooks when you sold the freaking rooms. Did you maybe not think that you sold more rooms than normal because you had an event going on? Yeah. I was like, man, it's a horse crap. <laughs> so we sit down, and we're sitting there, and, like, five other people come in, and I give them the room. <laughs> and the guy's all over folding towels that told us that he'd be with us. So I go up to the desk, and I ask the lady. I'm like, Home Slice over here told me that my room wasn't ready, but, like, five other people have got to go to their room. What's going on? We've got a concert to be at, and we got to get ready and all this. So she's like, I don't know what he's doing. She was like, they've been ready here for a few minutes. So, <laughs> Like, I just didn't like yeah. you. <laughs> so we finally get our room, and he's on the elevator with us. And he was like, oh, I'm glad you got you guys taken care of. I totally forgot about you. <laughs> You're going to get a real good review. <laughs> so we were going to Uber there because the parking situation in Nashville was a little bit harder than I thought. So... I jump in the shower, and the Uber price to Nissan Stadium was $35. About how far was it, do you know? It was 10 miles, we'll say, ish. Okay. 10, 15-minute drive. I get out of the shower, and Ashley's like, just so you know, Uber prices go up as the time goes on. So I thought, that might be 40 bucks when I get out of the shower. It was $97. And I was like, holy shit. That's horse (laughs) crap right there. Yeah, it was absolute (laughs) horse crap. Man. So we... Could have, I was not 100% certain on how all this works. I didn't do it because I was like, well, we're going to book the ride back right now, too. Thank God we didn't because things didn't go as planned. We get to the concert. Show's supposed to start at 7. It doesn't start at 7 because not everybody's in the, you know, people can't be on time to a concert. So to accommodate to all those who got there late, they started the show late. Okay, that's fine. Go out. They also don't take freaking cash at Nissan Stadium, which is the dumbest damn thing <laughs> I've ever heard in my whole ass life. I had like money that I like intended to spend on the trip. So I had like five hundred dollars in my wallet and that's what in I cash. was Yeah, that's what I was allowed <laughs> to spend on the trip and I could see it dwindling away and I knew when it's gone, it's gone. Well, everything you bought in there you had to like pay for your credit card. Mm-hmm. So Ashley gets something at one of these stands, and I go to another one, and I get a pretzel and a beer. It was like $13 for a pretzel and a beer. So I go to hand the guy my cash, and he said, oh, we only take card. Okay. Give me my card. He hands me my pretzel and my beer, and I was like, oh, is is the cheese in the bag? And he was like, oh, the cheese doesn't come with it. I was like, okay, well, give me a cheese. He's like, okay, it's $4.75. And I was like, holy (laughs) crap. So I have to give the guy my card again for my four dollar and seventy five cent cheese cup. At this point, I'm pretty irritated, but whatever. It's a you know at a stadium, you expect to pay ridiculous prices. So go back and sit down. We're waiting and waiting and waiting, and I was like, well, I got a piece, so I might as well go do that before show starts. So I get up. My girlfriend loves hot dogs, especially like stadium hot dogs. So I get in line for a hot dog, and the uh, opening act comes out. They do like two songs, and this alarm goes off, <laughs> and they're like, "Due to lightning in the area, we are going to need everyone to get out of their seat and head to the concourse area." So everybody gets up and heads for the concourse. The show has been postponed momentarily. So everybody's like standing in the concourse, and I'm like, "Well, sh- screw it! I'm getting this hot dog, and then I'm gonna go down here, and I'm gonna get another beer." So Ashley calls me and she's like, I'm on my way. Basically so, said, screw your girlfriend at that point. Yeah. <laughs> she was saved. She was in the concourse. Okay. So she's, she's making her way to me. I've got her $14 hot dog here. Okay. <laughs> so I was thinking about her and, uh, 
she gets to me and it starts to rain. And I don't mean like it starts to like sprinkle. I mean like it is freaking pissing. And <laughs> because my jackass had to have, you know, a cold beer for this weight, we got to stand in the rain for two and a half freaking hours. Lightning, like crazy lightning and everything. And they wouldn't let anybody leave because it would be unsafe. And if someone got struck by lightning, while they were outside of the ballpark, then, you know, that would be on them. Even though I was literally standing out in the middle of a damn <laughs> thing getting rained on with metal shit all all around me, you know, perfect time to get freaking zapped. I was like, yeah, this makes a ton of freaking sense. So we stand there for like two and a half, two hours and 45, something like that, getting rained on. And you can't buy any beer or food or anything during this time. So you're literally just standing there. We're like, oh, man, we hope the show starts. Well, no, it doesn't. They cancel it. So basically, we spent all this money, take days off work, drive all the way to Nashville, Tennessee to get stand in the rain for two hours and 45 minutes to walk a mile and a half back to the car because we couldn't find a freaking place to park. It sucked. It sucked. I only took one pair of shoes with me. So my dumb ass put them on the air conditioner in the hotel room because I thought they would dry up. Nope. So the next morning we're getting ready to leave and I'm like, got the blow dryer stuck in him and Ash was like, we're going to be late. We're going to pay for the room again. <laughs> so the whole trip was just a bunch of shit really <laughs> outside of the like bougie breakfast that we had in the, uh, little, uh, town that had like five or six country singers that lived in it. The parking garage, this is no shit. The very first car in the parking garage when we walk in is an Aston Martin. Ooh. There's four BMWs, two or three Mercedes. Like four or five Denali's, a bunch of Cadillac Escalades, and then like there's like another row over, old school Land Rover with like a wood steering wheel and all the wood decked out on the inside. Then a new one sitting next to that. And then a, uh, I can't remember what they call those things, uh, Mercedes, uh, Mercedes G Wagon. And they wow. were all three together. And you could tell that that was some guy's personal collection. <laughs> I was like, what the hell do these people do? And then we go in and we spend a hundred dollars for breakfast at this place, which was a pretty badass breakfast. But so, but that was a hundred dollars you weren't you were okay with spending. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had crab cakes Benedict, and I had some bougie biscuits and gravy, and a nice cold pint of beer. But uh, for yeah. breakfast. <laughs> so basically, we go on this trip to go to a concert, and the best part about it was breakfast. <laughs> That is some horse crap. At least uh, overall in the big scheme of things, it wasn't your only chance to see Garth Brooks, right? No, I mean, we've seen him before, but... Still. <laughs> it pissed me off. I was like, here we drove. And it's not his fault, but... Yeah. I don't know. It did was you, just frustrating. Did you guys like, at least get uh, two pina coladas while you were there? We didn't. We didn't. I was uh, like, man, this would be a perfect time for him to come out and do the thunder rolls. Yeah. <laughs> like the actual thunder and lightning striking and... I mean, I understand why they can't do that. <laughs> Liability. Yeah, like, Be a badass, Garth. Let's see it. <laughs> that would be unforgettable. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess I stole Beast horse crap story there. But I'm so gonna... my my thousand dollar biscuits and gravy were really tasty. <laughs> Somebody was telling me. Did you? I assume you posted some of this on Instagram or Facebook or something. Yeah, I posted it all on the BBT show uh, <laughs> Instagram page. 
somebody was telling me they were laughing and he was like yeah i guess brandon didn't have such a good time in nashville i was like what do you mean <laughs> he's like oh he talked all about it he said basically what you told me there uh it's kind of funny though that our topic is listening because i remember somebody telling me that i just can't remember who it was told me that <laughs> you were doing a real good job of listening yeah and I, I feel like i should say since i forgot to say it during the main topic my wife will remind me that i am not always a good listener so <laughs> hey we got that in all right, well, uh, let's move. Uh, you mean you don't always listen when your wife talks? No, I have to admit, not always. <laughs> Does she get angry at you? Sometimes she gets a little frustrated. <laughs> and then no I better listen after you. that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So do you, are you like, is it because you're like doing something else or is it because you're just flat out ignoring her? It's not that I'm ignoring her. It's just hard for my brain to switch gears sometimes. Like if I'm thinking about a video game or i don't know monkeys or something like that uh and she, and she wants to talk my brain's not always got the motivation to <laughs> to stop thinking about what i'm thinking about and listen to her i know so. my girlfriend she'll wait till i'm like talking to someone else be like you'll have something cool going on you'll be like hey brandon i got this new video game and blah 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 and i'm like having a conversation with you and ashley will be like do we have any milk at home and like we'll continue our conversation and she'll be like did you even hear what i said and I'm like, what are you talking about and she's like you never listen to me and i'm like what <laughs> i was listening to the person i was talking to before you rudely interrupted me <laughs> i do think sometimes they set us up yeah, i think so they set traps <laughs> they being women not, not to them they're women folk <laughs> not to overgeneralize but sometimes it feels that way uh, Beef, do you ever get busted by your wife for not listening? <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a question of if, it's a question of when, right? Exactly, when. <laughs> Beef, what is, the, uh, what is the official language of the Philippines? Tagalog. Say that again. <laughs> Tagalog. Tagalog? Yeah, something like that. that that's the so, official language. Is there ever a time where your wife is like talking to you and you maybe aren't paying attention and then the next thing you know she's speaking at you in Tagalog? Oh yeah, that's when I know yeah. I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right, man, she always says this. <laughs> that must mean son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but uh, I got to cut it short this week. I got shit to do, so play my freaking music because I'm going to have my segment. In a world... Where most men struggle with mediocrity, one man is on a journey to find greatness to be the best version of himself. That man is me, Brandon. I don't know if you guys have been looking at the market, but it's going up. Wait, 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 wait. Brandon, usually you tell us about how you're making your life better here, but since you stole beef segment, I think I'm going to steal yours. Oh, I don't think that's right. That, think that's what fair. do you think, beef? I say go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be one of the people that doesn't listen. That's enough <laughs> out of you. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, uh, I've been trying to lose a little bit of weight myself, you know. Did you take a good shit this week? <laughs> yeah. It was the first and last step of my instant weight loss program. <laughs> no. Uh, I went on a nice long run. <laughs> I actually ran a 10K. And since we're not communists here, I'll translate to American. So that was 6.2 miles. It was the longest I've run consecutively, at least since high school. And I was feeling pretty good. 
uh, you know, been losing a little bit of weight, just feeling better overall. And I decided <laughs> it was dangerous because the guy I was running with, he's got a calorie counter app. He said the best. He didn't thing actually is- run this though, guys. He did. It's a. It was a virtual 10k. Okay, so the the actual event was put virtual. His VR goggles on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put a Fitbit on his cat. I sat in the recliner and kicked my legs up and down for six miles. No, I actually <laughs> ran the six miles. It's just that me and my buddy did it on our own time and we submitted it. But anyway, he said the best part about this calorie counter app is you can tell what exercise you did, and it says, "Hey, you burned these many calories." <laughs> I said, "Oh, how many did we earn today?" And he put in six miles for the time we ran. He's like, "It says like a thousand. I was like, "Oh, baby." And I realized, I was like, man, and Casey's breakfast pizza sounds really good right now. And I was like, I wish there was one on the way home. And like, I'm, I have like a learning disability with directions. And I was like, it's just really you foggy. You a learning disability with a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with directions. And I was like, I was driving. I was like, I think this road feels familiar, even though I've driven on it a thousand times. I was like, yes, there is a Casey's here. So, <laughs> so I pulled in. I got my breakfast pizza. But I didn't stop there. I also got a donut, of course. So I got one for me. It's a very for Thomas the- thing. The muffin mm-hmm. witch likes them too, so I got one for her, one for Wait the kids. Wait a second. <laughs> so Mr. Hypoglycemic, I can't have sugar, got a donut, and well, then a bunch of carbs? I can if I offload it with a bunch of protein and healthy fats. I never eat a donut by itself. It's always- I mean, breakfast pizza does. I mean, it is covered in cheese, bacon, and eggs. That's so. right. <laughs> it's <laughs> always preceded by a bunch of calories usually, <laughs> but that wasn't well, enough. Those are healthy fats, so- Well, I ate one donut, and I decided the kids don't need a whole donut. They can eat half of one each, so then I ate their donut. And then I was like, I'm still hungry, so I had a fried egg uh, and a hash brown, and then I had some other stuff after that. So I probably kind of canceled out my six miles. <laughs> so time out. You so you ate an entire Casey's breakfast pizza? No, just one slice. Okay, <laughs> I thought you were saying you ate an entire pizza, two donuts, hash browns, <laughs> eggs, and bacon. I was like, good night. That Tom. would be impressive, wouldn't well, it? <laughs> that does sound like a Tom dinner right there, or a snack, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the time I finished eating the fried egg and the hash brown, basically second breakfast, it was like 11 o'clock, and then my lunch was ready at 11.30. The muffin witch had it, you know, on the king's table by that time, so <laughs> I basically didn't stop eating throughout the entire day, and then that night I had a couple beers, and I don't remember what else. So anyway, uh, we're all big like eaters here. bottomless pit. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt that day. We're all big eaters here on the uh, BBT show, but I think Tom probably oh, yeah. could probably... Win an eating well, he has won in an eating contest before, but there's times that the I've table. seen. There's times that I've seen beef go off on something that he really enjoys, and I feel like I the, the man is possessed. I don't know. We had a uh, all <laughs> like you can he, eat pizza buffet in the little <clears throat> town that we're from, and uh, we were in like I don't know elementary school, late elementary school, early junior high, and we went there one time, and I was like Thomas, I challenge you to a pizza eating duo. <laughs> And he was duo. Like, <laughs> duo, oh, you mean duo? Man. And he was like, "You're on." And I was like, "I got this shit in the bag." Because I was a fat kid. <laughs> Thomas wasn't. So we get to like seven pieces, and I'm like, "Man, he's gonna start slowing down." We got to like ten pieces, and I was like, "Getting the pizza sweats." <laughs> Hit like eleven pieces, and I was like, "I'm done for." So I started like talking shit. I was like, "I'm gonna get in his head." He's just like sitting there smiling, and that little bastard ate like twenty three pieces of pizza. Or something. <laughs> well, first of all, you he can't... like beat me, and then ate a whole other pizza. <laughs> I couldn't just win; I had to teach you a lesson. You came to my house. You challenged me. It was Mister Gaddy's. It wasn't in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I might have came to your house, and your mom drove us there. It was my. <laughs> I think it was like a separate group of friends, like from youth group or something like that. I was like, he's trying to upstage me in front of these people. I'm trying to impress. So it was like, no, this isn't how it works, Brady. <laughs> I 
I didn't just stop at one piece over. I had to I had to finish him off. But yeah, so uh that was how I that was how I made a, a better version of Tom. I ran six miles and then I consumed about ten thousand calories like I was freaking Michael Phelps or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well I think that means it's time for uh time for your segment. Yeah. Man, whoever did the music for this is just a freaking genius. Yeah, it's spot on. Yeah, I can tell Brandon's enthusiastic about my segment. Well, this week I thought maybe it would be good to talk about. Well, since we're still in shit, Beef, why don't you just Ricky Henderson on in here and still Tom's segment? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to take your uh, your segment right up, Tom. So over mm. this past weekend, I uh, got myself a new Nintendo Switch. So I finally Ooh. joined the community and uh, <laughs> been playing that the past few days. All the retro grain retro games on there but um, so you can play got, i don't have a switch got the new, you got a switch i do no no um beef were you listening <laughs> i'm i might now I that you guys both have one yeah maybe, maybe the bbt show will buy me one um <laughs> seems like something we should all three chip in on uh, so you can play the retro games on it then yeah it has all the nes SNES games on there, and as long as you have an online membership, you can it play has them all. All of them or some included. Uh, it has most of the most popular ones, right, Beef? Most of them, yeah. So like Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, it's on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all the Mario, Super Mario's, baseball, old school retro baseball games. Ooh. This is kind of a hot topic within the the Switch community among diehards because a lot of people feel like if they're going to charge for a subscription and then have them available that way, they should have more games. And some people just want them to be like, listen, just let me give you $5 and you'll let me play Donkey Kong Country whenever I want. But I don't know. It's only 20 bucks for the year, right, Beef? Yeah, 20 bucks for 12 months. So Yeah, and you get access to did that. In a, and you get access to a lot of classic games. So is there any game in particular you've been playing? I've been playing uh, actually a game that we bought. Uh, it's called Super Mario Party. So one of the latest installments of Mario Party, if anybody's uh, played that before. I've never played it by myself, but I always oh, heard great man. things about it. It's a fun time. Well, they're actually coming out yeah. later this year with uh, Mario Party something, but it's a collection of the Mario Party mini games from the N64 version of Mario Party. That- yeah, so that comes out at the end of October. Oh, Beef's on top of it. Are you going to get it, Beef, you think? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm excited for it, actually. How much is a Switch? Three, Switch well, is 300 bucks. <laughs> since we cut Beef off, Beef, how much did you end up paying for the Switch at GameStop? <laughs> oh, I paid 300 bucks for it at GameStop. Was it cheaper but online? The game, I think it was about 300 bucks still, but I paid 60 bucks for the Mario Party game when I should have got it for 45 at Walmart. Yeah, if you're willing to venture into Walmart, I know you're a little weary of that beef. <laughs> yeah, you got to go all the way to the back of the store. and you know, Yeah, they, they always have the like new that. games for a little bit cheaper. But yeah, 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hey, talking about these retro games, uh, I set up, well, if you follow us on the gram, as the cool kids call it, as I understand it. see Tom's <laughs> Retro Gaming Center. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got that console set up that can play Super Nintendo, Nintendo Entertainment System, and Genesis, and I've been playing Aladdin on the Genesis with Ooh, my daughter. that's a good game. It's a oh, fantastic game. I don't it's pretty much the same as Super Nintendo. So we had it for Super Nintendo. I don't know if it's the same game or not. <laughs> I never had a Super Nintendo in my house. We had a Sega Genesis. So do you like fly around on the carpet and everything? Yeah, I think okay. they're pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, and Well, if you can get that, they've got Aladdin and the Lion King both. You can get them on the Switch. Oh, the Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have uh, both the cartridges for the Sega Genesis because I'm what they call an OG. (laughs) Original gamer. I've got one of those old big fat bubble style TVs, you know what I mean? And those old games, they look so good on those TVs because that's what they were made for. And it just, uh, it's that warm feeling of nostalgia that that kind of swats away those feelings of, you know, impending mortality and whatnot. (laughs) So I was trying to think about this the other day. There's TVs that are now capable of 10K. And mm-hmm. here recently, 4K was the big thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was 1080p before that. What was it back in the day? Was it like it was, 75? No, it was Special K. <laughs> 32 <laughs> pixels. <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, there was 540, right? I think I remember 540. I think 540 by 480 maybe because they were square pretty much or pretty close to square. And because mm-hmm. um, 480 was like standard, it's standard definition, which I think is what most, it was like the horizontal count was 480 pixels, I think. Some emerging be like actually it was actually but um because in high def the the original high def was 720 okay and then full hd you remember when full hd was the that big was thing 1080p right? right yeah and now there's 4k which is um something uh i should know 2280 by i i don't remember but am i wrong about the 10k I've seen 8K displays Somebody available. Somebody something to me about 10K. Well, and two, like, there might be, like, a special that's not... I think it was Beef. Beef, did you say something about 10K? When we were talking about VR? Playing video games on our phones? Uh, I think just 8K. Maybe you said 8K. Uh, you can buy, like, 8K displays. I don't know about 10K, but, yeah. It usually goes mm-hmm. up like that by double, so, like, full HD to 4K to 8K. But, yeah, so, Beef, it's funny that we're both kind of dipping into retro games this week. Um do you have anything else on the Switch you're thinking about you're, that you're eyeballing? Uh, I think those uh, Zelda games look pretty cool. Oh. I know you, you have them. That's oh. one of your favorite games, so I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. eyeballing that right now. Oh, buddy, if you want me to just talk and talk and talk and talk, that's when you get a chance to put on your, <laughs> your patient listener hat. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that offline, as the cool kids say. Mm. <laughs> but I'm glad you got one. You and your wife are having fun playing Mario Party. Oh yeah, we played the past two yeah, nights. You're so, right, for hours. Oh. So um, this says there's a 10k. I don't. Never mind. That's not really important. Go ahead, beef. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we've really enjoyed it. So and even that uh, Tetris 99, we've been getting a kick out of that Ooh. too. Yeah, you guys remember a couple years ago? Dude, I'm a badass on Tetris. Well, do you guys remember a couple years ago uh, when beef was in town? We went to Top Golf and we stayed at an Airbnb, and I showed you guys mm-hmm. Tetris 99 on the Switch, and you, you guys both played around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think... I've been playing Battle Tetris on my phone pretty much ever since that day. Tetris 99 is... Talk about addictive. I mean, wow. (laughs) Such an awesome (laughs) game. I think I'm going to have to get me one of these Switches. Mm, I could go on and on and on. Well, old Tom the Tight Ass here wanted to buy one. uh, The Muffin Winch agreed to it, that we would get one for our daughter for Christmas. She's not going to listen to this, I don't think. Make sure she doesn't hear this part. <laughs> uh, so I got one off the Facebook Marketplace, which I know is always a gamble, and it was only fifty dollars. But I worked on it myself. I changed out the battery, and it still didn't work. So I took it to. <laughs> Actually, sorry, I'm just going to uh, cut this part in, out. <laughs> no, I think this is interesting. Considering that Thomas was an ID consultant, that uh, he couldn't fix it. Well, it got to. A so point you're thinking about hiring Thomas to work on your computer. Well, it got to a point where you had to solder something on the motherboard, and I was like, oh, okay. I don't really want to mess okay. with that. So I got the, my little screwdriver out, and I, and I got that in clean. But anyway. He took the screws uh, out, took it apart, and realized it was over his head. I was like, hey, what are all these leftover <laughs> screws for? 
It's nice of Nintendo to include all those spare screws. <laughs> no, it was fine. I just needed a part that I didn't really want to mess with on the motherboard. So, uh, but yeah, um, my daughter, I, we've, we talked about this in the video games one a lot. She really loves playing it. So I think she's going to get one for Christmas. I'll have to talk to the muffin witch and make sure she doesn't play this part of the episode in front of her. But I, yeah, switches are, they're awesome. There's so many games on them that people love to play either in person or online or by themselves. So, so that, that'll give you guys two switches in mm -hmm. yeah and this is the first time beef is owned a current generation console i think maybe since the playstation 2 <laughs> well the switch has been out for about three years now it's, hasn't it, it? it is to be fair it's four years old but still <laughs> so can you play on online yeah. yeah so if i was to go to walmart when i leave here and purchase a switch <laughs> the three of us could play mario kart together well beef doesn't have mario oh. kart and i can i can get it <laughs> So some games work really... The thing about Nintendo is they don't handle online very well. So some games are awesome. Like, there's no voice chat. You can't plug a headset into the Switch and talk. Oh. You have an app on your phone that you can use that way. And some games are really good. I think Mario Kart's pretty good, but like Smash Brothers, I tried playing that online, Ooh. and it's still not a good experience. Was that because your internet isn't great? No. No? Other games work flawlessly, like Splatoon, Mario Kart. Those are really good, but some Splatoon. of them... Yeah, I'll I'll tell you about Splatoon all day, but I know I know be fast to go here. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe one day the BBT show we can all stream together. <laughs> and we'll have hey, people watch there we that. go. Look for our new Twitch account. Coming yeah. at you. <laughs> Three guys who have no idea what the hell they're doing. <laughs> well, talk about listening. Uh, I just want to again thank everybody who listens to this show we've got i feel we kind of winnowed it down to our core audience at this yeah. point is a good way to look at it and if you've listened to us every week we really appreciate it we'll say it every week but we mean it and speaking of listening thank you for listening to the show it's been really it's always nice to go out and talk to people and hear what they say about it all right guys gotta go now uh, gotta go out to eat to the restaurant and take my switch with me so i can uh play that and not listen to my wife while i, <laughs> while I do that just move your hands when the server tries to put your plate down. <laughs> That's the takeaway. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Tune in next week. Ooh.